and welcome to Sounds Of, a podcast created by Drum and Brass with the support of the National Lottery and Leicestershire County Council, in which we explore the impact of music on our lives. In today's episode, we hear Drum and Brass director Harry Trevedi talking to Michelle and Andrew Presley, who play together in a band. Michelle is a talented singer-songwriter, while Andrew plays lead and bass guitar. Harry has an insightful conversation with the artists about their approach to music and how, over the years, performing has helped them through both happy and challenging times. So, welcome to the Drum and Brass podcast. It's Harry here, and today I'm having a quick chat with some good friends of mine, Michelle and Andrew. Afternoon, guys. Hi there. (laughs) Well, the way that we met, I was trying to make a project at home. I wanted to make a music room, and what better place to make it than the garden, because it's in nature. And, uh, yeah, th- these guys signed up, but they didn't know what they signed up for. <laughs> it's taken a few days. Never again. <laughs> and over the days, we got talking, and um, we're all fellow musicians, so hence we kind of gelled together. So we've got Michelle and Andrew, and I'm just going to go through a couple of questions for our podcast, and just to see your thoughts and where music has taken you. Yeah, sure. Um, so the podcast is mainly based around mental well-being, and um, how it may have helped people, how it can help other people as well. So it's just your own reflections and just a short thing about where your music disciplines are and where you may have learnt and things. So it would be good to know what you guys do as a musician. Okay. Um, Well, first of all, I'll start with me. Um, I'm the vocalist or was a vocalist in a band. Um, I met Andy uh, through bands, different bands, and um, we just got along really well. Ended up, before we got together in a relationship, ended up actually forming our own uh, little four-piece, didn't we? Four-piece band. Yeah, yeah. so I'll pass it to Andrew. Tell us what he does. Well, I've been, I'm a guitarist. So I've been playing guitar since I was 12 when I went to a certain school and they told me that I had to choose one instrument to play for a year. So I looked around the music school, couldn't see a guitar, so I chose a guitar, <laughs> tried to sky them out, and it just, they gave me a few lessons. I didn't enjoy the lessons, but as soon as they released me from the lessons, I just taught myself how to play. Right, good. So, yeah, so your journey started at school? Yeah, yeah. In terms of music, and for yourself, it kind of started from childhood, was it, or? Uh, yeah, I was always interested in music. Dad was a drummer, um, listened to lots of genres of different kinds of music, Um and I think I, I didn't really learn an instrument until I was in my teenage. I started learning guitar, very basic. Um, and then really, I when I first started, I started in bands, probably in my early 20s, started uh, and then started writing my own music and own songs. Wow. Okay, okay. So um, in terms of your own practice, do you guys practice much? Well, this has changed now. If you'd asked us two years ago, in fact, probably five years ago, we were practising uh, probably weekly, weren't we? Uh, with the with, with Sneaky the Freak, the name okay, of the band. Okay, so as a band, there. but as an individual, do you do your own practice? Um, you, you would have to have surgically removed my guitar from me at okay. one time. Yes. yes, it was your life, wasn't it? It was, yes, definitely. Yeah. Mm. So perhaps I overdid it a little bit to say the least but I don't think there's any such thing as overdoing practice right because it's 
Well, a personal space as well, isn't it? Don't you find it? How? Do, what sort of headspace do you get in when you're practicing, so to speak? Gosh, never <laughs> <laughs> thought about that one. I, I can answer for for me on that one. Um, I remember I, there was a quite a space in a few years that I I wasn't actually singing anymore or in a band. And, I pick up my guitar now and again and, you know, strum a few songs out and nothing more. So um, when I actually decided, I'd had things happen in my life and I just decided this is the right time for me to meet like-minded people and start singing again. Um, I, and basically that's that's how it happened for me. And, and when I started singing again, it, it was mentally, it was, it was fantastic for me. It, it opened new doors, mm. met new people and went new ways and... And so for me, my practice, yeah, it was it was really important. And my, I, I could take myself away from all the things that were going on in my yes. life. Yes. And it gave me positivity. Mm. 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 And that time when we met as well, I was, um, when I was teaching, I had 16 students a week. Okay, wow. And so in between students, I was just sitting and amusing myself. Yes. Uh, as a guitarist, too, just by noodling around and perhaps not so disciplined. Mm. with the practice um, and then I was doing two or three gigs a week with a rock band okay and how, how what's the feeling like in general when you're say um, you're performing right and um, you've got a tough crowd okay I've been in that position many times yeah. um, we invite people and they don't turn up okay or it could be yeah, something yeah. which has really miffed you off and you're kind of on stage there's group of 10 people in that corner and they're not participating or they're there's a difficult situation that comes up right how do you handle it if you're on stage as a professional without being <laughs> um, does it affect your playing is what I'm trying to say you know do you kind of does something change well in a situation like that I would find that one person in the room is enjoying it and play to them right and if the whole room isn't enjoying it we had an experience <laughs> so we played at a certain place and they just didn't like our style of rock and roll, did they? Um, and they, they were we just, vocal. We, we, just play, we just played and we'd be laughed about it as we yeah. were playing it. And it's, we played for ourselves at the end of the day. We played for ourselves, yeah. Uh, and we, we had lots of giggles on stage. <laughs> <laughs> it made it worse in the raffle at half-time. I actually won a big prize, so it didn't go down very well either. <laughs> even then, we found the one guy who was enjoying it. Absolutely. Who came up to us afterwards and said, oh, thank you so much. Don't worry about the rest of them in the room. He was saying, wasn't it? Yeah, I had a, an experience once. I, I, I never found it too hard. Sometimes you'll get people that don't like your genre of music. Mm. But you kind of try and... I, I was I was a singer, so obviously I, I'm the one that's speaking to everyone. Sure. And I remember one time there was a bit of heckling from a very drunken girl. But the joke in our band at the time was, my name is Michelle, but when I got dressed up, I was a different person. I was Rosie. Yes. yes. And on came Rosie, and Rosie didn't really... It was almost like I was a different person. Whatever anyone said to me, it was gone. Mm. So I actually made a really positive comment to her about the way she looked, and it just turned it round completely on her. That suddenly she started smiling, enjoying the music. If it was me, I know this sounds crazy. If it was me as Michelle gone up and faced that situation, I'm not sure I'd have dealt with him the same way. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So do you think Mm. um, music increases self confidence? Do you think it? um, What other? Have you seen any other positives in your life 
apart from you know oh. maybe performance oh, and yeah. stuff like that which is a, maybe a side effect but is there meeting you and your lovely family yeah. <laughs> there we Meet, go yeah. yeah meeting different people oh no that was the shed wasn't it I bet you even, <laughs> even the shed was through the garage for the office for the, the studio for the music yeah so we, yeah. we have actually met lots of lovely people all over mm. the world um, we, we, we went into a music shop in France once I remember we, oh, we took a motorbike trip yeah. ended up in the music shop just to pop in and suddenly we're chatting to these guys their English was amazing and the next thing we know we're all jamming there's four of us jamming <laughs> in the shop and people are coming in to have a look and each time one of the guys had to stop playing didn't need to go and sell something to them we come back and it was, and we've got people coming in videoing nice and you know those kind of experiences that you can't pay for that can you no that's great fun yeah yeah and I mean I've, I found out I can be a bit quiet at times not yet <laughs> yeah. Music and, um, brings you out yeah. of yourself. Yeah, music brings you out. It's also a great way of communicating with people yes. without actually saying anything. Mm-hmm. I found that's. Um, I think that's important big, in a band. I think that was important for me as well, really. Yeah. The non verbal communication, we've discussed this before, haven't we? Where um, we'd be, you, you're on stage, it's live, something goes slightly wrong, so I might play a, a different, go along a, a different key, or I might get something wrong. Mm. And, but we all look at each other. We all know. We carry on. Yeah. We, we work it out. It's a team. team. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. always laugh about mm-hmm. it afterwards. Yeah. We didn't take anything seriously. Um, and, and that was good fun. I think that's what made us as a band. It made us quite strong and very tight as well. Mm. Yeah. Very much yeah, so. we're very tight, yeah. Yeah, so in terms of... Um, have you worked with people of different discipline, in, like in terms of instruments maybe or different type of training like I'm an Indian classical trained artist have you worked with maybe other yeah. other people and how have you how have you found communicating as a different group like a multi-instrument group we've had um, saxophonist uh, we've had keyboard player yeah. um, what other instruments have we had I've tried to go through everyone now <laughs> I, I know this is is not quite the same but one thing that I did notice we, we had a gig, um, it was something like New Year's Eve and our bass player pulled out, he just couldn't do it and we had to get someone on very quick otherwise we was letting a lot of people down. Mm. And we had a guy and he just didn't want to practice. Right. So I kind of got in a little bit of a panic, my OCD kicked in, oh no, we've got to practice, <laughs> he doesn't know this. Anyway, he came along and it worked. Right. He was so professional. We all worked together. Mm. Oh, that's a big shout out to Max Smith from Birmingham. We'll get it. But I, I know it's uh, not awesome kind of the same thing, but mm. it's about people coming people together, coming not, together. Not, yeah. not knowing what was going to happen. Yeah. And yeah. Um, taking it back, sorry, changing it slightly, but taking it back to different genres and things. Yeah, I don't feel like I've Gypsy jazz. played in so many different scenarios. I've... I've but you appreciate different fact, music yeah, from what oh, I've kind absolutely. of got to know over the yeah, past few days. It's oh. not just rock and roll. It's not just drum and bass. It's not just one particular no. style, which is where I found a lot of people just get pigeonholed. You know, I just play dance music. You know, I just play this. We find that. Yeah. yeah. Every, we do find, we find it particularly hard to get um, the Asian community to come to a brass band concert. Um, there could be many reasons for it, uh, yeah. which might be awareness. It might be so many different things. And um, it's tough to find different crowds to go to different types of music, whether it's exposure, whether it's um, just lack of understanding sometimes, or they've not heard it, or they've not been willing yeah. enough to try it sometimes. I, I think I was lucky growing up with parents that wanted me to listen to different types of music. Yeah. 
and uh, we we wasn't just played the music of that day. It wasn't just 70s and 80s music yeah. when I was growing up. There was a lot of 50s being played, a lot of jazz, mm. a lot of musicals, which is different again in itself. There was, mm-hmm. there was a range of different music. And because of that, I think I just like to listen to everything. Yeah. I like to give everything a go. Um, I don't know about you. you I think, you I think some, of the, some of the best gigs, you just remind me of a, a brass band. Um, again, we went to um, London, no, North Wales, on okay. the motorbike. The fine motorbike and music. Yeah, it does seem. They get together very well. Too far out. Yeah, because it's something, music's something you do on your own a lot. Mm. Even if you're, you're playing with a lot of people, you're yes. still on your own a lot playing, playing motorbikes are the same. Mm. You kind of do it on your own, but you do it with a lot of people as well. So anyway, we go to uh, London and there's a police brass band playing. I think it was West Midlands brass band. Okay. Yeah. And we wouldn't necessarily go out to see a brass band, but we, we sat down and watched the entire show and were absolutely blown away by them. Mm. They were fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely and so fantastic. I think a lot of the, these street performers, I think, when you come across them, they always stop me, don't they? And it doesn't matter we what the genre. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I take my hat off to people like that, willing to give it a try. Mm. And it's a confidence thing that, you know, could, can you imagine, I've, I've seen it where you've got a young person, just them and a the guitar, and they've gone yeah. on the street, and you think, that takes some guts. It does, yeah. And and to do that. And, you know, there are a lot of people that realise that, mm. yeah, you know, I take my hat off to you, I'm going to give you a clap and put a pound in, you know, <laughs> in your guitar bag. And yeah. So maybe, yeah, take your music into the areas where people would normally listen to it. Mm. Mm. Um, so we, we're currently so working. So go to them and yeah. have them come to you because it's always hard to get. But a lot of people say yes. I will come out and see you. Mm. And of course, yeah, they don't. They don't. It comes eight o'clock on a Saturday night, and you've probably had a glass of wine too many. And you can't <laughs> drive, or you've had a long day. And you, oh, I'll just have half an hour on the sofa, and then mm. they don't come out. Mm. I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody of doing that. To be fair, <laughs> so we've got um, a few issues that we find with some of our students that we work with sometimes there's a lot of stress in life mm. for, for kids these days as well you know might be exam stress peer pressure so many different things that they social media you know yeah, looking a certain way or making something you know there's so many other influences which they are kind of growing up in as well and they're not too sure on where to go sometimes mm. and it can cause an imbalance of some sort within which might come out as a tantrum or something so many different things right do you think music helps oh yes Absolutely. Um, oh, Ronnie. So, yeah, well, well, we'll talk, we'll talk, but I need, we've got my daughter, our daughter, yeah. Sophie. Um, <laughs> it turned out, I didn't realise I was doing it. If I was driving in the evening and she was starting to get sleepy at about six, um, I'd put classical music on. Right. I'd always turn to classical music and it would help soothe her. Mm. I didn't realise until a couple of years later and she was tired in the car and she said, Mommy, can you put classical on, please? I need some sleep. Yeah, of course. And that's when I realised that I, I was just doing it automatically. Mm. Uh, it's for me driving. It's nice. And, you know, you've got lovely tunes yes. coming out and sometimes tunes you've never heard of. Mm. I didn't realise now she associates that with going to sleep and it chills her out. There we go. Right. And our other one is our nephew. He's, all, he's autistic. He's autistic, yeah. Mm. And he's a real wild character, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's great. fabulous. <laughs> he's great. But um, he was going crazy one day. I just picked up a guitar and... And I did the chords and I got him strumming. Actually, his, his rhythm was really good. Mm-hmm. Naturally. And um, we sang a song and he's calmed him right down. There you go. 
Okay. And then, yeah, then you start playing tunes and he can actually mimic the tunes. He can mimic the yeah. tunes, yeah. Mm, Pitch mm. perfect. I yeah. Pretty crazy. <laughs> but now he'll only listen to Queen and nothing else. Nothing else. No, only Queen at the moment. And he knows the order mm. of the albums. He knows it, what song is coming next. Okay. Album. So, yeah. It's, it's, uh... Is there any advice that you can give to a young musician on uh, their journey of learning from a teacher and maybe practicing when it comes to the next week or the week after? Or just some general advice for any musician of any age, you know, in, in terms of their own discipline, how to improve their own practice or just to become a better musician in their own eyes. You know, it doesn't matter about the world, but just as an inner thing. Well, from a practice point of view, I always think if you do an hour a day, you're going to make quite good swift progress. Mm. Um, so not doing anything all week and then doing seven hours on a Sunday doesn't work. No. Um, so do a set amount of time every day. Never put your instrument away in the case. Yeah. Because you can pick it up for five minutes. Which is what I do a lot these days. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll just pick it up, strum a chord, put it down, run off somewhere else. Um, if it's in a case, you wouldn't do that. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, if you can put an hour in a day, that's great. Um, you make fast progress. Um, learn your theory. Yeah, that gets you. Um, that gets you a long way. Mm. Yeah, I'm far better at theory than I am at guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, what I'd say is. Believe in yourself. Yeah. Don't listen to anyone. If they say you can't do something, don't listen. It, you know, it comes from the heart. If mm. you've, you really want to do it and you put your all into it, you will get there. I yeah. promise you. Brilliant. Well, thank you for your time today. It's oh, been, yeah, it's been really interesting and uh, we'll catch up soon in the next podcast, Ooh. hopefully. Thanks, <laughs> thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers. listening to Sounds Of, a podcast created by Drum and Brass, a community interest company focusing on music for community well-being, with safety, inclusivity and diversity at its core. Thank you for listening, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and you will hear about the next episode as soon as it drops. And do take a look around the Drum and Brass website, drumandbrass.co.uk, to find out about our many other projects. Our special thanks go to our guests Andrew and Michelle Presley, to our funding partners the National Lottery and Leicestershire County Council, to our producer Davina Wilson and to you for listening today. Drum and Brass, putting music in the community and the community in music. Music.